Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am once again Aaron Thomas Smith, your host, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results. And Devin, how are you doing this lovely weekend? Aaron, I'm doing so well. I'm so thrilled that you asked. You are. Shall I elaborate? I, I think you should. I think you should. I mean, the listeners have they don't know what happens in between the episodes. So, well, you shut me down. You you put me back in my office, shut off the light and I just rest until the next time I'm needed. <laughs> what what have you been doing in between the shutdown periods? Buying week? and selling homes, sir. Um, I had a wonderful, wonderful weekend at at my job. Um, I got two of my buyers on contract, so they're buying homes and they're closing in June. So two for two this weekend is fabulous for me, and I'm so excited for them. Um, in this area, it, there's really challenges to buy right now, um, so it's really fun to help someone navigate and find some success. And That may be an understatement, but continue. It, it, you have to put a... You have to put the best spin on things, Aaron. I mean, for my money, the housing market seems to resemble Lord of the Flies at this moment. So, But you're more inclined to be a negative Nancy overall, whereas me, I'm Mr. Sunshine. Hey, I rode my bike twice this week, uh, ran three times this week, sold two homes. So my life going great. How about you? Real quick, though, how do the homes being sold show up on your Strava? Is that like a like a cross training thing? Is it like is it a cycling event? Like, are you biking to these closings? Hey, Aaron, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. I the Birchwood Coffee Ride was this morning. Uh, we had uh, 18 people, which made stops a little bit difficult because we still want to mm. do that social distancing thing. But uh, it was really exciting to have uh, all those uh, people, um, and it. It was actually, you know what? You know what, Devin? Do you know what I heard today? Aaron, what did you hear today? Devin, I heard from one of my uh, favorite individuals to ride with, uh, Greg Pratt, who, Greg, I know you don't listen to this, but you're you're such a rad dude. Greg it was like one of the guys that when I first started uh, uh, doing group rides, he rode with me. He's, he's a lovely gentleman. He has five Chris Cavallis. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a local frame builder. Who does beautiful work anyways greg pulled up to me and he was like aaron i just want you to know that you are much faster than when i first started riding with you and that that is the best i've ever felt about myself in possibly years so that was you know normalize normalize male compliments is all i want to say would you say that that is the pinnacle of your athletic career that's the pinnacle. That's it right there. Like I and it, it it popped up on my Strava and everything. It's like that local legend thing. Greg Pratt complimented you. And uh, honestly, I don't think this is the peak. There's no coming uh, uh, or there's no going higher than that. It's just it's all downhill. Greg Pratt said you're a fast cyclist. I'm good. I'm happy. Reflect on that with me, if you will. You're at the zenith of everything you can ever hope to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And that Zenith mm -hmm. consists solely of some guy named Greg who no one's ever heard of. Yep. Saying you're less worse than you used to be. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. And for our listeners to know, news wise, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of done the, the fitness thing, right? 
Like we're I done feel with we've, we've covered it. The fitness thing has been covered. I'm just so, you know, I'm going back into a, a, a bulk, a chunk of work. So I'm excited about that. But anyways, I've been bulking. I've bulked <laughs> quite a bit since <laughs> I, I've, there's no denying the bulk I've put on. Bulking is forever bulk, forever bulk, hashtag forever bulk. Uh, uh, when this goes out tonight, the storefront for the Cool Dad Cycling Club kit will close. The pre-order for the kit will close. It will be done. Uh, uh, never to be opened again. Probably not. It'll probably be open again at some point. But uh, we've had a number of folks order kit, which is really exciting. And I can say this. A local shop will be stocking jerseys as well. So if you do have a little bit of uh, FOMO on this kit, we'll, we'll announce the shop. We'll, we'll get the name out as soon as they have it. But there will be a shop locally who maybe we've had on the cast before. They will be stocking the Cool Dad Cycling Club jersey. And that shop is giving those kits away? No, they will be they will be doing the capitalism with it. I believe there will be purchasing involved some money, perhaps Apple Pay. Okay. Okay. Aaron, did you get my order for my kit? We'll talk about that off the cast. Anyways, so that's happening. That's closing. We're going to have the kit over at a local bike shop. We'll announce that at another time. Devin, who do we have on the cast this week for interview? We've got Chris, and Chris was a really... It was more of a serious conversation than many of our conversations, um, and I really appreciated having him. So he is a catcher, survivor, and thriver and dad and cyclist and it was yeah I, I would preview our listeners usually it's a goof a minute and we're just goofing around but chris we covered some more serious topics um and i loved his message one of the big things he focused on as he was moving forward through his challenging times was just do something and i think it's a message that certainly me when i'm getting all wound up and i'm busy and i'm stressed just do something. Just go for a 30-minute ride. Something's better than nothing. So I loved that message, and I think it really will resonate with our listeners. Would you pull out of the conversation, Eric? Well, Chris is behind. Chris Gibbs of Chris Gibbs Photo. Um, he's also a, 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 a super rad uh, – I'm blanking on the term right now, unfortunately. but Photographer? Uh, a photographer, but he also a uh, smoke jumper. Uh, uh, fights fires in the wilderness, super great guy, but he's behind cranking to cure cancer. So if you've a, a number of cyclocross events, a number of gravel events, you probably have seen that kid out there. Um, it's, uh, you know, Chris has such a powerful story. It was really great to have him on the podcast, uh, and, and talk to him and, and kind of walk through that. But basically in May, 2017, he was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Um, and you know, at 45 years old, it's, that's a, that's a big hit, especially with, you know, a wife, uh, uh two daughters. Um, it's, it's a tough time. And so this is a, this is a, a very different conversation for us to have on the podcast, but I think it was a very important one too, because, you know, what we talk about so much is like balancing cycling, balancing being a dad, you know, Chris really shows, I think, um, how he used cycling as kind of this tool to stay hopeful and stay, uh, engaged and keep moving forward, right? His whole 
do something mentality, which is, you know, if you can just do one thing, if you can just help one person who's going through a rough time, if you can just, you know, it's really uh, impressive. Um, and so getting Chris on the cast, uh, talking to Chris, uh, we really appreciated his time. I think everyone's going to really uh, love that story. And please, uh, you know, go check out Chris, go check out Crank Getting Cure Cancer, just a quick Google search. We'll make sure all the pertinent links are on the on the episode as well. Um, but I, you know, we really want to support Chris as much as possible with his uh, crank getting cure cancer and do something mentality. I think it's doing a lot of good in our community. Um, so yeah, it was it was great to have him on. Uh, it's a fantastic conversation, and like Devin says, this is a little bit of a departure for us because we are, you know, we are what we just did for the previous five minutes. So it's it's a little bit different, um, but still really worthwhile. Uh, and I hope you all enjoy it. Chris brought perhaps for the first time, a sense of gravitas to the podcast. He did. He did. But, you know, there's still goofs. Like, Chris is still a really fun guy, great cyclist, great dad, um, and I, I think uh, everyone's going to enjoy it. Anything else to add, uh, Devin, before we move into the interview portion of the episode? Just that I do need to log off and order my kit. I think that's a text message, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Enjoy our conversation with Chris Gibbs, cranking to cure cancer. Uh, and uh, once again, that storefront on the kit is closing tonight. Or, yeah, closing tonight. So please uh, uh, place your order. And uh, this is pre-order. We'll have everything for you in about four weeks after it closes. Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads podcast. I am Aaron Thomas Smith, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results, here to be your sidekick, your friend, your accomplice in this incredible endeavor we partake in together. I'm I'm super excited, and today I'm more excited than than most casts. Not that we don't have great guests, but today we have Chris Gibbs, uh, a local uh, a cancer uh, survivor, cancer. Uh, there's there's a different term that he uses, but we'll get into that. But Chris Gibbs is here. He's a photographer, part-time smoke chaser for the Minnesota DNR, uh, you know, cyclocross racer, mountain biker, and I'm I'm pretty sure a dad. Devin, can you please do the honor and vet our guest today? Now, Chris, you come before us claiming to be a father. Are you? I am. Uh, I think I'm beyond that. I'm a father of two teenage girls 15 and 17 okay so you're putting in the hard yards and this is important do you ride bikes i do ride i ride bikes to get away from the girls it's a spark <laughs> okay everything checks out here aaron we're good to go fantastic i hate wasting zoom call audio that is uh kind of my only defining character trait to be honest chris uh Chris, you, we love to have dads on the cast. Dads, speaking of, you know, kind of the time that you're spending on the bike, right? You're, you're getting away from home. The thing that all dads love is the gear, right? I'm sure you're no stranger to that. So, Chris, I've been noticing that, you know, there's a couple of different things on your Instagram lately regarding a, a certain special bike that I haven't heard of. Would you mind kind of talking about that bike and, and you know, how it came to be and all that? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so my current bike, uh, is a bike called bolt cutter cycles out of, uh, Arkansas. 
uh, just outside of Fayetteville. A lot of people know that area. Um, and basically how that came about was uh, a gentleman with the cranking to cure cancer um, Instagram sent me a message saying that his uh, mom had just dealt with breast cancer and what I was doing uh, was really cool and kind of gave me a props. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes along with exactly what crank to cure cancer is about. Um, if it can make a difference for anybody, any way, any shape, fashion, or form, this individual was appreciative. Uh, his name is Ryan. And uh, I reached back to him, said, thank you. Uh, how's she doing? Um, and he said, says she's currently in remission. Things are good. And then I saw bolt cutter bikes. So um, I said, you make bikes? And he says, we do. And they kind of do, um, they do custom gravel and cycle cross and uh, a full suspension 29er style uh, bike. So I pursued him and I said, Hey, you know, um, how would you like to kind of do a custom bike for, uh, my, my cross rig and then my all around gravel that's going to swap into a single speed for cross season. And, uh, we, it, it, it was just a super good thing to work with Brian or Ryan on, on this. Um, it's, it's just fun to build a bike, build a bike, you know, to, match your kit color to what exactly went on it all the above and that's how it works one guy says you know hey thanks for what you do i come back with you know thanks for what you do you build cool bikes so i want one <laughs> cool uh, um and and along that so a tool of my, my bike uh um with that i have a uh, carbon 29er that i built up years ago uh that uh i used for basically i wanted to build a fast lightweight race bike and I currently have that bike as my go-to bike that I put anybody dealing with cancer or has uh, lost the battle of cancer in any fashion way that reaches out to me, I write their name on the top tube of this bike. And uh, that's the bike that I, I take while on family vacations that I rode through all my chemo treatments. Um, wow. And uh, so that one's the one that's kind of close and dear to me. Yeah, no kidding. Um, that's That's amazing. So kind of speaking of cranking to cure cancer and, you know, kind of getting into it. So, you know, Chris, you, you like to say that you're, um, you're kind of living with cancer, right. And you were, you were, so cranking to cure cancer came from your own diagnosis, um, in, uh, what was that May, 2017? What, you know, can you just walk us through kind of how that whole thing started? And, and, you know, there's, there's a number of different things that in our, our kind of pre-roll we talked about, um, that I would like to get into, but I'd like to, yeah. you know, kind of have the listeners tell it, you yeah. tell the listeners your own story. Yeah. You know, uh, um, riding and, and racing bikes has always been just a, an absolute passion. It's a way to get out. It's a way to see things. It's a way to test your physical fitness. It's, it's just like you're a little kid on a bike all the time. Um, the cycling family is absolutely awesome. I mean, you, I haven't met anybody that I haven't liked, you know, riding a bike. Um, so essentially, um, when I was diagnosed in 2017 with uh, colon cancer, it was kind of a one of those things where it really kind of blows your mind. You know, you think about dying, you think about just about everything, leaving your kids behind and, and all that. Um, so... So with that, uh, I used the bike to try to get back to some normalcy as I was dealing with cancer. Um, the bike family, it was super supportive. Anytime I was at a race, at an event, 
or what or whatever I was doing with the bike, there was always positive um, thinking around me. Um, people uh, kind of pulling for you. So uh, the bike was I call a spark. Um, anytime you ride, it kind of clears your mind, gives you a sense of normalcy, allows you an opportunity to just simply, you know, be without being in the presence of cancer all the time. Um, so, um, so living with cancer is what I like to call, call it, um, not dying from cancer and surviving is the way I approach it until a cure is found. Um, because I just, uh, um, I just think in, you know, in terms of what cancer is, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, we can find a cure. It's just, we got to do something and, and make people aware, of, you know, to keep trying. So pretty early on into that diagnosis, you did something that I thought was pretty interesting. You reached out to a pretty famous cyclist, uh, uh, who also uh, had a cancer diagnosis. Could you, you tell us a little bit about that story? Cause that, that's stuck out to me when I was looking at your, uh, your pre-roll. I'm trying to think of who that might be. Hmm. Do you know? Someone no? who's built a brand around bikes and cancer. Well, <laughs> you go on with the tale. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I kind of did, I kind of pulled the cancer card on, you know, um, right after diagnosis, feeling pretty down, tough. What am I going to do? How am I going to deal all this, you know? And so one, uh, literally one evening sitting on the couch, I sent an email with a little research to, it turns out to be Lance Armstrong's PR guy. And I totally did not expect anything other other than I told him that I was diagnosed, just asking for any advice, anything that he could come back with to give me some uh, motivation to get through this. And with all expectations of simply getting that like reply email, you know, hey, sorry to hear, you know, good luck, fight hard. Um, not too much longer, uh, I actually got an email back from his PR guy with a link to Lance Armstrong and... Uh, uh, a video that Lance had actually made specifically for me in his office after receiving the email. Uh, and he told me probably the most significant things that I could learn with this, uh, with this dealing with cancer was to uh, rely on your friends and your family and trust in your doctors and your nurses. And uh, if I ever needed anything, you knew, you knew where I knew where to find him. So uh a direct and I still have that video logged in all my computers, but a, a direct video encouraging me to fight this thing uh, after diagnosis. And that that meant uh, that meant a lot. That's huge. I, I think that a lot of people get lost in the, you know, the other <laughs> Lance Armstrong story. Right. Um, but live strong and, and the direct work that he's done with people who are uh, fighting cancer, you know, that it's just amazing. And, and, it, you know, hearing that direct story from you, Chris, is, is really um, interesting. And, you know, because you see that stuff all the time on, you know, people post it up on their social media, you see those videos that live strong posts, and you never actually, I, I feel like I haven't actually interacted with someone who's had that direct contact. So that's really um, uh, inspirational. That's cool. Yeah, to... I've, I've, and I've never really shared the video with anybody either. It's uh I treat it as a personal one-on-one -on -one with him, him and I, I mean, I've showed it to close family and friends, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, along with everything else with Lance, um, that, that really kind of set the stages on how to, 
how to deal with this thing uh, and what it, what it was, you know, rely on friends and family and trust in your nurses and your doctors. And so you, you, you had found the tumor, the, the lemon sized tumor uh, diagnosed with colon cancer, yeah. um, had surgery to remove it. At that point you were told that you'd have to do chemotherapy. Uh, the other thing that was just amazing to me is you rode throughout all of chemo. Um, some and you raced too you raced yeah i raced uh cycle cross and uh, some of the mnbs series races uh i didn't do well um <laughs> well i mean uh, that's amazing you towed the line undergoing chemo I, having personally seen what chemo can do to an individual that's that's mind-blowing uh and a testament i think to your your personal strength so um, did you, did you think that that kind of helped you like kind of keep your strength up and, and, and do it? I do. I yeah, yeah, totally. It's uh it was a way for me again to get back to some normalcy somehow, um, riding the bike, which that, that helped. I also used it as a tool to like, try to keep my body as strong as I possibly could dealing with chemo. Um, I mean, I had days where, I mean, I could barely get around the block, uh, on a bike. Um, and then I had days where I could ride, you know, 10, 12 miles. Um, same thing. I, you know, if I had the opportunity to race my bike, I mean, at least putting the, you know, putting the bike on the line is the win and, uh, whatever I got from there is, is, uh, a bonus. Um, and that, that gave me something to look forward to every day, uh, mm -hmm. was to get on a bike and do something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I did. So it went, at one point, I think I was at 112 days straight of riding. And then, you know, at, at some point you just, you're, you go somewhere and you forget a bike and you're just like, well, you know, I'll ride tomorrow, but it's been good. That's, that's amazing. I think you kind of hit it there a little bit, but a big thing for cranky to cure cancer uh, that I noticed is the do something attitude. Could you kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what that means? Like, I, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'm really interested to hear your uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, craving cure cancer goes, I mean, it's 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 not a hey, look at me. It's um, it's something just to make people kind of either question what's this about, what's going on. Um, and it can be it's the attitude. And then to basically point it out to anybody, you know, I mean, just doing something is something. So, you know, I mean, if it's helping someone in need that, you know, that is dealing with cancer, if it's putting on an event, if it's raising some money for somebody, um, if it's making cookies for somebody, it's, it's, you know, if it's, uh, donating to, you know, your, uh, your local, um, cancer foundation, it, um, it's, it's just knowing to do something will make a difference. If they're not doing anything, we're not getting anywhere. Um, so as I ride around and race and ride my bike or whatnot, and I show the colors of, uh, you know, crank it to cure cancer, it's more if someone says, hey, man, do something. I mean, right there is that's a win for me. You know, um, what's that about? Well, you just you just said it. It, it, it made you think about doing something. Um, so, you know, all the people riding their bikes around the world and uh, to have the attitude to just do something, um, whether it be on or off the bike. Um, if I can make that, that one person think about it, that's a win that day. So do something. <laughs> I, I love well, that. You wouldn't, 
in a lot of cases, like I can see someone just sending a positive message. You don't necessarily need cookies from everyone you know when you're dealing with chemo, right? But it, people showing positivity, showing some support, I can see the significance there. It doesn't have to be uh, something huge, but something. I, I, I love that message. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, something. I mean, sending a note to somebody that's having a hard day. I mean, I one thing about having cancer and dealing with cancer and surviving cancer, I know exactly what people that are dealing with cancer from all angles are dealing with. Um, from anxieties to living every six months about a scan to, you know, how you feel like with chemo to the, you know, I'm still dealing with uh, neuropathy, which is I have no feeling in the bottom of my feet and I get limited feeling in my fingers um, and that won't go away. Um, so, you know, I mean, you just all the facets of, of what cancer does to you, uh, not only on a physical and a mental level, I know what what it is and so that whole do something is is just hey man you know you have a great day today be strong think positive just words will will do something um for sure so that's definitely the idea so with all of this going on um you know part of right the podcast is about cycling but the podcast is also about being a dad you know how were you affected as being a father during that time that's i mean that is a huge piece of information where you're you know it it sounds like you've really figured out how to kind of keep yourself going you know how did was your family just such a source of support i know that your you did mention that your glue is frank your 11 year old yellow lab who i can clearly see in the zoom call is having a great time uh napping on the couch um you know how seen frank move once we've seen yes (laughs) Um, He's, he's, been, he's got to, he's got to get comfortable. So how did that affect you and, and kind of your family life where, you know? Yeah. Well, um, as Lance said, rely on your friends and your family. And my family, um, was a huge support network of just me. Um, if it meant I had to go take a ride, you know, they did what they did, whatever they could to get me out on a bike. Um, if I needed a, you know, a, a day to just to not, you know, not, communicate and I just needed to go and, and, you know, just lay down for half a day and deal. Um, they were always, you know, they were always there, always asking for anything that I needed. Um, and you know, it makes, makes your kids grow up quick. Uh, I, one thing that I just noticed was they would come home from school with projects, you know, that would be oriented to fighting cancer. Um, so, you know, it, it really, uh, for them, it, it just really kind of it made them grow up a little bit faster than they wanted to. Um, but they, you know, I think they really learned what it means to help somebody. Um, when, especially your dad, you know, when you see your dad down and that's tough. Um, and you know, if it was just simply laying with me when I was having a tough day, um, that type of thing. So, uh, they, uh, I, I was very surprised. They were, <laughs> they were strong as anything. Um, and I, I'm very proud about that. They're two tough, extremely tough girls. Um, and, uh, so, you know, if, if there's a, if I look at anything, I, I'm a coming, I'm a total glass half full guy that everything is meant to do something and they 
you know, it, it helped them grow as, as uh, young adults, as young women uh, in, in a weird way, but they are, they're good girls. Yeah, we, we talk a lot on the cast about how, you know, our roles as fathers in, in the family, um, you know, our need to support others. And so I just thought it was a great opportunity to talk about how that goes both ways, right? Like there's there's the support that we get from our families to kind of make it through the day and do the hard things that we need to do. Um, and at the same time, you know, I, I do think that when something like this happens and it is, you know, it's traumatic for a kid when they're growing up to, to see that happen. But I do think that there's value in that too, that they're growing, right? They're, they're, you know, they're, they're becoming, um, I, I was just going to say like, oh, of course they're strong people, Chris. Like, I mean, you're a part-time smoke chaser and you're racing bikes on chemo. Like that's, you're insanely strong. So of course your daughters are going to take after that and, and just kind of take whatever's thrown their way and just deal with it. So, um, yeah. He's yeah. a classic hard-headed Minnesota kind of a guy. I, yeah. If you're going to race cyclocross in the master's field or the one, two field in, in the state of Minnesota, you got to just be one, you got to be positive because it's, it's hard to be out there uh, day in and day out. And two, I think you have to have a little hard headedness. You got to just have a little stubbornness. Well, that's um, part of the lot. What I love about cyclocross is just the, uh, the kind of the, the sarcasm of people kind of giving you each lap. Uh, you know, I look forward to that actually. Like who, who can, who can belittle me the, the best today, you know? And, and sometimes I'll take a whole lap just laughing about what somebody had said when I was unable to climb something or wiped out in a corner or whatever, you know? So that's, it's all good fun for sure. Yeah. Heckling. That's, yeah. that's what I miss. I think the most of, of actually having events, I'm hoping this fall, we're going to have a cross season. I, I would love to have a cross season this fall, uh, specifically for what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Well, I'll put on a race. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, for oh, sure. Cool. I, I got a I got a buddy just outside of town who uh, homesteaded his family homesteaded farm. Long story short, has it's horse pastures and and farm and 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 he does maple syruping. It is the coolest venue, and we were hoping to do it last, but COVID last fall, but COVID took that out, and it was uh it was cross for tots in combination for cranking to cure cancer. Oh, so awesome. Oh, that's cool. that's us um and so that's um that's gonna happen um given that you know the state is okay with how we gather and whatnot but the course is going to be amazing it's uh you know dodging some cow pies and, and heckling and, and some <laughs> you have spirit. to say cross has the best opportunities for self-contained venues and you can if you find someone with a piece of the right piece of land you have the you have the stomping grounds for a great cross event whereas road cycling it's miles and miles and miles of open road it's all kinds of permits it's different municipalities crits like crits road even mountain but like there's all kinds of challenging with the other endeavors but cross if you can get a few good acres self-contained right you can create something really special yeah and that's exactly this guy is uh He's a, a federal firefighter. So, I mean, he's all for anything. And, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you could end up putting this big brown ribbon somewhere, uh, you know, in parks and places, you know, city parks and things aren't too happy about that, especially yep. if we get yeah. you know, through cross conditions. So, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, this is an open palette, like to do whatever we want in there. And, and I mean, it's got terrain and it's got scenery and it's got some history. And so, yeah, look for that. All the good things. I love that. The, and cow pies. 
and cow pies. <laughs> cow pies, the one you don't get a lot of cow pies in uh, in crit racing. That's not a that's not a big thing. Um, so the last thing I have, you know, Chris, before we move into kind of our our final question of the cast, um, is you use cranking to cure cancer to raise money uh, for different individuals and different organizations. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how? You kind of use the the kit um, uh, that you've designed, uh, which I'm actually looking at. It's going to be our cover photo of you with the the sweet purple ribbons. Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, so essentially um, what it is is uh, the, just to give you a little background on the kit, the, uh, the purple ribbon is uh, purple signifies all cancers. So it doesn't have to be necessarily colon cancer that you're, you know, you're focused on or whatnot. It's just cancer in general um, uh, of any sort. So um so what i so what i'd like to do with crank and cure cancer is basically you know as i mean it's kind of uh you know like uh picking out a person that you just have you know it's anybody i see uh you know recently i saw an individual online that was just uh um diagnosed with stage four thyroid cancer Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to ride his bike from uh, northwest Minnesota to southeast Minnesota in September? Um, and you know, I mean, that's his that's his goal. And uh, it's, instantly, I messaged him right away. I said, "Let you know, give me your itinerary. I plan to you know put in some miles with you, and I'll follow up that idea with you know uh, you know raising some money for thyroid you know research cancer um, for this individual." And uh, that's that's the idea, you know. I mean, it doesn't have to be a a, a scheduled yearly event. I mean, there's plenty of them out there uh, that will uh, um, that will help. But it could be, you know, a, a local individual, you know, uh, you know that you just recently find out about, and you know, hey, let's uh, do a group ride on Saturday, you know, and uh, I'm gonna bring. I have a a little bucket with a bunch of ribbons on it, and I'll bring that in there and throw some money in there and you know, I'll take it over to them and, you know, say, Hey, you know, if this can buy a, you know, whatever, you know, if it's a, you know, a scone or something else, I don't know, you know, but uh, whatever we can give you or that generosity may help, uh, you know, them give it a little more positive outlook. Um, so it's following or, the do something theme. It's not correct. a specific program every year, but as you see an opportunity to help and create, you know, create something positive for an individual, for a specific research foundation, it, it's, it's flexible and you just go where the opportunity is. It's your choice. Yeah, and that's, you know, what I kind of, you know, want to promote to anybody out there, you know, that uh, wants to, uh, you know, kind of join the crank and cure cancer team. So forth or so what you want to call it um, is to, you know, pick something, you know, what it is, you know, and one, it's cool because then you get to go do something, you know, with your bike and or an event or put on your own event or, yeah, you know, help a local person, you know, in your community. Um, and, you know, to me, that's almost, uh, you know, more beneficial to get people all throughout the U.S., you know, instead of coming to one local event to, you know, spread out and, and raise awareness uh, that way, you know, um, Chain Breakers, one that I participated in when I was dealing with chemo, uh, which is an excellent ride that again raises uh, uh, money for the research in cancer. Um, you know, so you can go out to and that's an annual here in Minnesota and a well put on event. 
Um, so that's one that you can go to, you know, and, uh, you know, if you're flying the colors per se, you know, there you are, you know, you're doing something, you're making a difference. And, uh, you know, the end goal is uh, to find a cure, obviously. I love it, Chris. That's, that's fantastic. Um, and so we're coming to the end of the cast. We always have a question uh, that is up on our Facebook page. Other people are going to be answering it. Uh, perhaps there's some, uh, you know, some, some, uh, question about which is the best, but I do want to hear from you, sir, because we are looking at 2021 and we're thinking, Hey, we might actually be able to get back to some events. We've talked about a couple of them on the podcast. What is the event that you're most looking forward to this year? (laughs) Um, I'm going to say all of them. I'm going to say all of them because, (laughs) Oh, no. oh, I'm a Minnesotan. How could I pick just one? Oh, it's a good, it's a good answer. It's, no, we it's have not a good answer. So it's not an answer. I can justify this in a way. Oh. It's simply all of them because we've been a year out without competing, without getting together, without, you know, in seclusion that my, the whole part of this whole bike thing is seeing the bike family and being with bike family and and that so any race that i can participate in any event uh that i can participate in um uh i am signed up for schwamigan 100 um there you that's go. A first for me so that's a hundred miles a single track we'll see we'll see how that treats me but i'm i'm looking forward to uh to the cross season essentially um i so they narrow it down from everything to one event to cycle cross season. That's uh that's where I want to get to. Gee whiz. Well we may we may only get one one event. Devin, what what's yours? Since that was a poor answer, what is your one event that you're looking forward to? Well that's Aaron, that is such a fantastic question. <laughs> and I thank you so much for asking. God. Well I guess I would have to say our showdown. Oh, Where sparks are going to fly. The fireworks are going to be going. I don't think that's an actual event, though. It's just kind of. Is it not an event of significance for you and I? I guess. Because how many races am I doing this year? None. The 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 one event I had hoped to do, um, I've been talking about for a couple years and hoped to do, was the MS150, um, and to do the ride up. Oh Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then ride back the subsequent two days. Um, but I'm, I don't know that it's going to happen as it traditionally has this year because it it was canceled last year. And from what I can see, it's not happening in the usual format uh, for 2021 here. Um, so that might be that might be off the table. Some ahead, some inside spin on that. It does look like the MS 150 will have a physical ride this year due to some orders that are coming in at my work. Just saying, throwing it out there. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, I, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Devin. Since you delegitimized my answer and Chris gave, <laughs> Chris gave a completely invalid answer, why don't you take a shot and maybe we can get a good answer to button up the podcast here? You're gonna you're gonna hate my answer. I'm just throwing it. I'm throwing it out there. You're gonna hate my answer. I'm looking forward to Birchwood Coffee Ride, man. I I lead the Birchwood Coffee Ride. We've done two outdoors now. Uh, they're just fun. They're a good time. I like them a That's lot. That's a specific thing, though. That's fair. Yeah. When is yeah. when is the Birchwood Coffee Ride? Birchwood Coffee. I'm so glad you asked, Chris. 9 a.m. The Birchwood Coffee, uh, or sorry, not coffee shop. Birchwood Cafe 
in, in Minneapolis, showing up, 15 mile an hour pace, two hours, no drop. Honestly, most of that time is spent drinking coffee. It's really good. It's a good ride. And you said the registration fee is $95? The registration fee is $0. There is $0 registration fee. Just show up. We welcome everyone. It's our open team ride. It's a lot of fun. So, Chris, I'd love to have you come on the ride. Devin, you've also been invited and have not shown up yet. Correct. (laughs) I fought hard to get an invite, and then just to scorn you, I did not show up that one time. That is... is, uh, But, Chris, if you wanted to show up and and bring your bucket to, you know... we. Um, we actually yeah. have a, a teammate who's currently undergoing his third round of chemo uh, and is also riding through the whole thing. He bought a specialized e-bike just to help make that a little bit easier. He's he's late 70s, though, too. So it's uh, it's interesting. Anyways, Chris, thank you so much for being a guest on the, the cast today. We really uh, appreciated you coming on. Um, is there anything that you want to just do a shout out, wrap up with while we're finishing up? Um. No, I would say it would just be uh, hello to the bike family and the LCR goons. That would be probably uh, about it. And again, just thanks for having me on here. And hopefully uh, we'll get some do something people out there. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Our next episode is going to be up on Monday, May 10th.